Hi, I'm Dr. Shante, and this is Branding for Believers, the podcast that I decided to turn into a pod class. I want you to come into this classroom with me, become engaged and learn everything you need to turn your fear into the faith you need to believe bigger in your dreams. So if you're ready to silence your fears and your doubts, keep watching. Hi, I'm Dr. Shante, and welcome to Branding for Believers. I'm extra excited about today's episode, today's series of episodes, because I have special guests in here with me. So for those of you out there listening, I have a group of millennials, a group of young people, a group of spirited individuals who are not only building their brands and, and trying to be entrepreneurs and and build their platform, but also doing so with a purpose, a focus, an intention to turn this city, the city of Chicago, into a better place to be. And that is none other than the new Chicago. Give it up for yourselves. So before we get started, I want to bring uh, the head of this organization forward young man um, that is going to tell you not only about his organization, but kind of what is the, the, the movement and the push behind this type of initiative, and that is none other than Mr. Steve Dunlap. Steve, please come forward. Uh, thank you. Definitely, we're more than excited about being here with you today. Um, the New Chicago and my, my people, they're, they're all over, and we you know we're blessed and happy to be here. But the New Chicago is definitely it's an organization full of uh, young millennials that's about development of entrepreneurship and also our city, like you said. You know, we're definitely making that push of change, making that push of collaboration through the city, and mm-hmm. also making a push to bettering the people that's above us and also that's under us. So the young to the old, you know, we're trying to reach everybody and push them forward and just focus on that as much as possible. And so let me tell you how important this is because, you know, Spike Lee, who I love and appreciate and respect, you know, recently came to our city and filmed a documentary called Chirac because there's so much violence in the city of Chicago. Like right now at the the time of this taping, there have been 19 shootings um, just as of last night. And so it really encourages me to see people who are young people who are not doing that, who are not about that life and are trying to spur change in another direction. So actually, I, I just want to put you on the spot right mm-hmm. quick, Steve. That's fine. Um, and, That's fine. and ask kind of what is your message to young people who do get caught up in, you know, gang violence or, you know, trying to be tough and kind of caught up in a life that, you know, really turns them towards a negative direction. Mm-hmm. What is your message as a young person to that group of people? Um, my message really would be to the people that's above them. Um, I think with that, a lot of it is about instilling confidence into those, you know, into our youth. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of self-confidence that they need that they're probably not getting from our educational system. Right. Um, and I believe the people that's in the education, like teachers, I'm, I'm actually in education. So just really focusing on, you know, self-esteem and confidence and try to build them to also show them another avenue. I think our big push on entrepreneurship is just providing other opportunities for those youth. Yeah. Um, that's I think that's the movement that we're heading towards is really pushing forward and providing opportunities for the youth where they don't see hopelessness, but they see hope, you All know, right. and with hope you see change. So love it. And that's crucially important because if you're in education, um, FYI podcast listening world, Illinois ranks 49th out of 50th in educational funding. So our budgets get slashed, pension crisis, you name it. 
um, the Illinois education system is dealing with it. So I appreciate the New Chicago for your presence. Absolutely. And also for your push in the city. So Definitely. thank you so much. Give it up for thank Mr. You. Steve. Thank you. Today's podcast is all about are you being faithful? And I know some of you look at that question and be like, uh-oh, she in my business. No, it's not, <laughs> that's not that type of faithful, okay? It's not that type of faithful. Um, what I'm talking about in this particular episode is coming from this quote, this, this guiding thought. And there's a scripture that says, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. And so using that as our guiding focus, we're gonna talk about a few things, okay? What, what does it mean to be faithful over a few things? Wise investments and this notion of abundance. So what does it mean to be faithful? Steadfast, committed, believable, reliable, unwavering. I have to stop here for a minute because this is where a lot of wantpreneurs, not entrepreneurs, this is where a lot of wantpreneurs fall short, is that we have big dreams, and I'm good with that. <laughs> we have ambitious platforms that we wanna build, and I'm good with that. However, what it takes to actually get there, most wantpreneurs are not good with that. So I always use weight loss as an example because it's easy. You wanna lose 30 pounds, but you don't wanna stop eating ribs. You want to you know, fit into some sort of suit or some item of clothing, but you don't wanna stop you know, your daily deluge of Starbucks, Frappa Lappa, Latte, Chino, <laughs> Wino, you know, which are sugar bombs full of fat. You know. We don't, we don't wanna give up those things. We don't wanna be committed. We don't want to be steadfast. We are in love with the results and, and the dreams that those things can manifest for us. But however, what we're doing in the process, um, that's where we find many challenges. And so I'm asking the question in this podcast, what does it mean to be faithful? And to be faithful means to be committed consistently to your brand and to your platform. So let's talk about a few things. I did this just for you all. I did this just for the people that are in this room. We have a quote from Drake. Started from the bottom, now we here. Okay, so, you know, with Drake is this notion of we start with nothing, okay? So everybody that ever has had a vision, everybody that has ever aspired to be, to do anything, started with nothing, okay? Um, even, even the Kardashians. Even Kim started at the bottom, don't get it twisted, okay, you know, but, but she had a goal, she had a vision, and don't get intimidated by other people's success because everybody that has ever accomplished anything started with nothing more than a vision. And so when I'm talking about being faithful over a few things, here are some of the things that, that I'm advising. One, you need to build a team that shares your vision. I am consistently, consistently over and abundantly blessed with the team that I have that helps produce this podcast. So for the people that are sitting in this room, I mean, obviously if you're listening to it right now on iTunes, SoundCloud, whatever, um, you don't see the behind the scenes work that it takes to put this together, okay? For the quality of the production, for the filming, the editing, um, the sound quality, 
All of that is because I have a team of dedicated individuals that aren't dedicated to me per se, but they are committed to the vision that I'm building with branding for believers. And so sometimes we, when we're trying to pick a team, we pick people that we're cool with. Are we cool? We good? Oh, that's my friend. But uh, show of hands, how many of you have ever been let down by a friend? Yeah, okay, there's a lot of hands. Okay, somebody dropped the ball. You know, the, man, that was my guy. Man, that was my girl. Man, I thought we was better than that. Um, Make sure that the people that you are recruiting for your endeavor are people that are committed to the vision, people that can see the big picture. And I got to be honest with you, more times than not, those aren't people that, you know, <laughs> you roll into the mall with every Sunday. OK, like uh, th those people aren't, aren't aren't necessarily the best fit for that. Another reason is because when you work with your friends, when you work with people, family even. OK, when you work with people that are very familiar with you, sometimes they don't always take you seriously as seriously as they should. You know, they knew you since you had ashy knees and now you're trying to be somebody. You be like, boy, please, you better sit down somewhere. Okay, Mr. Johnson, please. You know, you don't need that kind of energy. Okay, so one of the things that you talk about being faithful over a few things is build a team that shares your vision. The next thing is you need to build a model that works. One thing that I consistently say in this podcast over and over again is, you have to be committed to quality. Because think about what you're doing. Think about the brand that you want to build. Think about the vision that you have. There's a lot of people out there that are doing it shabbily. <laughs> There's a lot of people out there that are doing it half-ass. There's a lot of people that are out there that are like, yeah, let me just go ahead and, and throw something together right quick. Case in point, makeup artist. I have to give a shout out, hey, Jamise, okay? I have to give a shout out to my makeup artist. You know why I go to her? Because there's a lot of people that have hashtag MUA, and then when I look at their work, I'm like, mm, mm, hmm. <laughs> just because you call yourself an expert doesn't make you one. Okay, just because you call yourself a tattoo artist doesn't make you one. Just because you call yourself, you know, a barber, a beautician, a stylist, an editor, and whatever you are, are labeling yourself doesn't make you one. The thing is, is that we are in love with titles, but we're not in love with the work that it takes to earn those titles, okay? So when I'm talking about building a model that works, make sure that your, the quality of what you're producing is top notch, okay? That is, that is none other. Because, what is the term? Bootleg? Okay, be honest. You two out there in listening land, how many of you have ever watched a bootleg film? Be honest, I didn't say you bought it, I said you watched it, okay? I didn't say you bought it, I said you watched it, okay? When you watch a bootleg film, and I'm gonna tell you, back in, back in my day, my earlier day, when bootlegs were just kinda like really coming into the market, it was real bad. Mugs used to be in there with like camcorders, and they hand got to shaking after about 45 minutes, and so, you know, that's kinda like what the, that's what the production was. And yeah, did you get the product? Did you get the film? Did you get it from opening credit to ending credit? Yeah, you did. But what was the quality of that, okay? Because for everybody that's building a brand, building a platform, because you know you're not putting in all this work for nothing. We're trying to get paid, are we not? Okay, and when your work looks like it was made on the Chitlin circuit, you attract the Chitlin circuit client. Can I get an amen on that? Amen. Okay, so the thing is, is that your, 
your brand will attract the quality of the work that you want to produce. So when I say build a model that works, build a model that attracts companies, entities, other public organizations that see what you're doing are like, okay, I see you. Perfect example, Periscope, okay? People on Periscope, like it just came out, like, like live streaming just came out yesterday. Live streaming been out for a minute. There are other apps other than Periscope that can give you a, a live streaming experience. But why did Twitter purchase Periscope somewhere in the neighborhood of $100 million? Because they built a quality model that works. They looked at what else was going on out there. And that's no shade, no disrespect to any of the other platforms that are out there. But the reason why Twitter invested is because they took time and made sure that they did it right not necessarily that they did it first. And sometimes that's where we mess up. We're so busy, we're trying to be the first one out there. Okay, we're trying to get it done by a certain age or by a certain this or a certain that, and all the pieces are not moving in together, okay? Next, faithful over a few things. Bring your work to the people who need it. Anybody ever gone to like Sam's Club, Costco? You know what those, those stores, those warehouses are famous for? Samples. You can go into Costco hungry and walk out full and not have spent a dollar, okay? Because they give you an opportunity to sample what they have to offer before they ask for an investment. And oftentimes we start right out the gate charging at the door. Like, okay, I got this product. $1,500, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, you, you need to demonstrate, bring it to some people who need it. The thing is, is that, um, and, and I get a lot of questions, a lot of questions about what you should do for free, how much should you do it for free, and, and all of this. I will say this, you reap what you sow. And so just because you don't necessarily get a monetary cash return right off the bat, doesn't mean that you're not going to get an equivalent on the back end. Case in point, um, rarely, and this is rare, rare, okay? Um, but I had a client and she was in a situation where, you know, she couldn't afford me and, you know, but she had this dream, had this vision. She asked me to coach her and early on in my business, I did it. I coached her, didn't charge her. When I tell you, that client has sent me more than $8,000 in business on referrals because I served her needs. She brought it back to me through people that she connected me to people who could afford what I was offering. So a lot of times, you know, we miss our opportunities because we don't want to bring what we have to the people who need it. This podcast is my way of bringing it to the people who need it. And so, and, and I'm not charging at the door. You know, I'm not getting paid for this. In fact, it's an investment for me to do this, but it's an investment in myself. So don't ever think like, oh, psh, I did this for you for free. No, you did it for you. You made an investment in yourself and you bet on the long play. So when you're talking about being faithful over a few things, make sure that you bring it to the people who, who need it. Another thing about a few things, I love this story, Henry Ford. So everybody who drove here, everybody who drives, period, okay, um, Henry Ford, he modernized, okay, the vehicle, as we, the, the car as we know it today. Here's what he did. You talking about started from the bottom, he had nothing. 
He had nothing. <laughs> and what he did was he negotiated deals on credit. And once he turned a profit, he repaid his debtors and reinvested into the business. Let me tell you the significance of this. Um, Y'all heard that term, money is funny, credit won't get it. Okay, um, more times than not, when you don't have a good brand, not business, when you don't have a good brand, meaning you don't have a good reputation, then people are reluctant to do business with you. Because of his brand, because of his reputation, because of his integrity, he was able to step to people and negotiate deals with them on faith, on nothing. And so, why am I telling you that? Some of you have big, huge, audacious dreams, big, huge, audacious goals. And you might go to somebody, you never know who. You never know who you might run into. You might run into a venture capitalist. You might run into Mark Cuban. And you'd be like, you know what? I got this dream. You give him your pitch, you might have a good pitch. Then he goes on your social media account and is like, mm, I don't know about that one. So when I'm talking about having enough respect for your own personal brand, okay, to negotiate things on credit, you don't get credit from people that have something worth giving unless you have represented yourself in such a way where they say, okay, I'm in. Kevin Plank, how many of you have heard of the brand Under Armour? Everybody in the NFL has, okay. Kevin Plank, University of Maryland graduate, he raised $20,000 for his startup. He was a football player. And he noticed that, you know, after practice, you know, Jersey was all sweaty, rolling down his back. And when he would wear like the compression shorts or the compression shirt, he would notice that, you know, he was a lot drier afterwards. And he was like, hold up. I wonder if I can turn this into like training gear and market it to football teams. So he raised $20,000 selling t-shirts at events. That's how he raised his money. T-shirts. He bought shirts. He raised $20,000 as a college student to get the, the machinery necessary to make this. And then the other $40,000 that he needed, credit. So here's a college student, 22, 23 years old, $60,000 in debt. And I'm talking about $60,000 in debt that's, that's not tied to his degree. Okay, this is $60,000 in additional debt, okay? And he went to work. He built a team. And he went from state to state, university to university, up and down the East Coast until he found somebody, a team that was willing to invest in him. And his first sale was $17,000. But let's do the math. You $60,000 in debt. You made 17. We're a short. Are we not? Right. So that means that that first client, that first all-important client, the product, the delivery, the infrastructure, everything had to be so tight, so quality, that he would then turn around and refer people. Then those teams would then turn around and refer him, his business. And one team after another, slowly but surely, and you want to talk about free, right? He gave product to members in the NFL. He just sent them to key players in the NFL. And when they were showing up for their, um, what do you call those, those press conferences after the game, wearing his Under Armour, he was like, where do you get that from? And the rest is history. So when I'm talking about, you know, a few things, Henry Ford, 
Kevin, they didn't have much, but they maximized what they did have. And so my question to you is, what are you doing with what you have right now? How much do you pay to be on social media? Nothing. What are you doing with that? How are you maximizing that? To build your brand, to build your company. Um, I'll give you something old school. I know we live in this age of 2015, but when the last time you picked up the phone and made some phone calls to try to connect with some people that you want to do business with you? I sent them an email. They didn't email me back. You want something from them, right? Not the other way around. You can't pick up the phone. We don't even think to do those things. Picking up the phone costs you nothing but time. So my question is, when you're talking about, I want these big things, are you being faithful over the few things, over the resources that you have right now? Are you spending or are you investing back into your business? So when we go Henry Ford, some of us, you know, as soon as we make a little money, it's time to shop. We're going on vacation. We're going to the Sizzler. Do they still have Sizzlers? <laughs> is, is the Sizzler still around? Ponderosa? Okay, I'm dating myself, my bad. You know, but like, as soon as we get a little money, we like, hey. And then a week later, two weeks later, what, what had happened? What, what happened to it? Yeah, when you make money, until you really are balling out, then you need to start reinvesting that money back into the business, okay? Well, what do you mean reinvesting back into the business? Um, I'm sure many of you who are building your brands right now realize you can't do everything, can you? You can't be the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker, the newsletter writer, the meeting convener, you know, the one that's doing the calendar, and then you go into this event, and you go into that event. Eventually, you will burn out, and that's how a lot of entrepreneurs, that's what happens. They get burnt out. So if you're making money, if, you're, if you've turned any sort of a profit, why not invest that into somebody that you can pay 10, 11, 12 dollars an hour, use them for five or six hours a week and say, okay, here's what I need you to do. A very wise coach once told me, don't ever spend dollar time on penny tasks. If you don't have time to manage your social media, okay. Pay somebody to do that. That's a penny task because then that frees you up to make those phone calls that are necessary so that you can pitch the person that you want to help get you to your next step. Don't spend dollar time on penny tasks. If you got pennies, pay somebody else those pennies so that you can be freed up to make some real money. Okay? Next thing. Wise investments. So I will tell you, the biggest wasted resource that we have, time. Time. How much time do you spend on social media? These are my confessions. See what had happened was. Um, yeah, how much time do you spend on social media? You know, I, I, as soon as your phone has a notification, a ping, a bling, some of you, because you know, like for the recording, we ask people to like turn their cell phones off. Some of you, it's itching in your pocket. You like, let me see, just make sure I ain't want to miss nothing. Yeah, how much time do you spend on social media? The thing is, if you're responding to everybody's post on Facebook and you know you liking everybody's post on the gram and you Snapchatting and you kicking, you know what you're not doing? You're not making money. You, you are not engaged in those types of productive activities. And so when I say, you know, you want to be faithful over much, what, are, are you faithful with what you do have? With the little time you do have, are you being faithful with that time? Um, how many phone calls or personal visits have you made to get what you want? The thing is, if you want to go, you know, do business with Google, did you go? Did you call? Did you make an appointment? You want to set something up with Groupon and, you know, and have kind of like a joint venture partnership, did you go? Did you call? Did you write a letter and like hand deliver it? Send them some free cookies? Something. Something. You want to work on the set of Empire? Okay. 
did you go? Did you walk in as an extra? Did you go through the process? Like what, what? How are you spending your time? Those are wise investments of your time. So when you're talking about, you know, again, I want to be faithful over a lot of things. What are you doing with the few things? And then this is key. This is crucial. Oh my gosh, this is it. Hold up, how do y'all saw that, that little boy, that little uh, Latino boy that was like, honey, honey, you don't listen to me. Linda, Linda, you don't listen to me. Let me tell something to you, okay? Let me tell you something. We oftentimes are so focused on the followers we don't have that we disregard the ones we do have. We're so worried about the fact that, you know, we're not getting featured by Essence or, you know, this magazine or we didn't make it to the top such and such list. Okay, but how are you treating the people that are reading your magazine? How are you treating the people that are reading your blog? How are you treating the people that do come to your shop? How are you treating the people who do call you for work? How are you treating them? Because a lot of times how we act is, yeah, but I, I, I'm, I'm trying to get the attention of this other person. I, I'm trying to get the attention of this other person. Zig Ziglar said, you don't build businesses, you build people and the people will build your business. So when you don't have time for the people that, you know, I love, mama loves you. I love all of my listeners. Like if I haven't said it, I say it every week in some way, shape or form. I let my listeners know I appreciate you. Cause time is precious, right? They don't have to listen to me. There's a, there are 170,000 podcasts on iTunes. They don't have to listen to mine. I appreciate them. I appreciate their time. I appreciate you in this room with me right now for taking the time to do that. So don't miss this. How are you treating the clients, followers, members that you have now? Because the thing is, you want a million followers. What did you do when you had 23? How did you treat, how did you treat the 37 that you had? You know, you send out a newsletter every week and only eight people open it. How did you show gratitude? Gratitude makes room for abundance. So when I'm talking about you, you know, wise investments these are wise investments of your time these are wise investments in the people that already support you because how many of us have had that experience where you did something for somebody and they didn't say thank you not that you do things necessarily to, you know to get thanks or pats on the back but don't you feel some kind of way when you kind of go out of your way for somebody and they don't even give you so much as a thank you how you feel next time they come asking you for something? Exactly. But like, hmm, better ask your mama. You know, you know, you, you just kind of like, nah, I'm good, or sorry, can't help, you know, that sort of thing. That's how your clients feel. That's how your followers feel. That's how your readers feel. That's how your, you, you know, um, I, have, I have always, okay, I'm not gonna say the name of this company because I might wanna do business with them one day. However, there's a certain company that just always used to irk me because they would always give like the new promotions to the new customers and existing customers wouldn't get jacked. So, you know, like if you wanted a certain cable package or, you know, certain phone perks and things like that, you get all of that as a new customer for like $79.99. But then if you're an existing customer, oh, well, you know, we got you. That's not good business. So you want to be faithful over many things, you have to be faithful over a few things. Next. <clears throat> Question. Ask yourself, who are you sowing into right now? For real, for real. Who in your life are you sowing into right now? I'm sowing into you right now. I'm planting seeds in you right now. I love this, because it just happened. You know, I started from the bottom, now we're here. For my coaching, 
and I was foolish. I didn't know what I was worth. I was a rookie. This was a rookie mistake, right? When I first started coaching, I used to give people these six to 12 month brand strategies for the bargain price of, it was like 300, 300 bucks, 273. I think it was 273. That's how much I was charging. And one of these clients, you know, got me on that, got me on that early train, got me on that rookie train. And we worked things out. We talked about her brand. We talked about um, focusing her efforts. I mean, we had laid it all out two years ago for 270 some odd dollars. This week, that person just made their debut on Project Runway. I sold into her. It wasn't about money. I saw the talent she had, I saw the vision she had, I saw the capability that she had, and I'm like, okay, here's what we're gonna do. And now, what do you think that does for my credibility now that she's on Project Runway? So I'm asking you, who are you sewing into right now? Just because you don't see the money in front of your face right here, right now, and don't get me wrong, we all got bills. So I'm not sitting up here saying just go out there and, and prostitute yourself. I'm not saying that. Don't get pimped, okay? <laughs> but I'm asking you, who are you sewing into right now because you don't know where they're going to end up. You don't know who they're going to end up in front of. And when they get in front of those people, you know, the word says your gift will make room for you and bring you before great men. So you sow into somebody right now, you never know how that's gonna pay off because if you listen to my couple of weeks ago podcast, when you put a seed in the ground, it's gotta stay in the darkness for a minute, right? It don't pop up right away, right? Okay, so two years later, there she is. How are you maximizing your gifts? How are you maximizing the tools that are currently in your arsenal? So I know there are people that wanna be like filmmakers, videographers, you know, they wanna have their own show and that sort of thing. And they're like, man, I need a studio. I need this, I need that. You know, yeah, those things are nice to have, but what are you doing with like the microphone that, that you do have? Like for podcasting, Heil, am I saying that right? H-E-I-L, Heil has a, a line of microphones. So the podcaster's dream mic is like, this $475 microphone. I'm like, mm. Yeah, every week on my podcast, I'm using that $99 holler that I got off of Amazon. Okay, my Blue Yeti, my plug and play, looks just like that microphone over there. That's my microphone, okay? That's my microphone. And I'm good with that, okay? I don't get emails like, oh my gosh, what kind of microphone are you using? Because the sound quality is like, ew, no. <laughs> you know, they, they care about the message that I'm getting out. And so the fact that I don't have the bells and whistles, I'm maximizing what I have right now. Some of you want to do shows. I mean, honestly, I could turn this whole place into a set design and we can have the Oprah show up in here. How much does it cost me to use this space? Nothing. So what are you doing with the resources that you do have? Okay, how are you maximizing those gifts? And then here's a big question. How much of your money is working for you? I don't want you to think for one minute that millionaires are working for every dollar. They have money that works for them. Hence the beauty of real estate. So some of you have buildings, landlords, that sort of thing. That means that while you're doing your day job, while you're exerting your physical labor doing a primary task, then you have other people that are investing into you even though you're not physically working in that other space. So if you have something like tenants, okay, that means that they're paying you, they're paying rent, and they're filling your pocket even though you're not physically at that building managing that space. And so when I'm talking about being, making wise investments, 
how much of your money is working for you or are you working for your money, for every dollar that you have? If you, if you have a skill set, what's keeping you from creating an online class that people can buy at any time while you are off doing other things? I'll never forget the first time this happened to me. I was at a friend's baby shower, sitting there minding my own business, and this was like the first class that I had ever made. It was $17, don't judge me. Um, don't despise humble beginnings. So I'm sitting up there and I'm at the baby shower and I just so happened to check my email and PayPal said, you've got a payment. I was like, from who? This was like the first money I ever made and I found out that somebody had bought that $17 class. You, could, you would have thought I had just won the lottery because for me it was evidence. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm sitting here enjoying the festivities with my friends and money is being made while I'm not teaching some class. So be thinking about with what you have going on right now, with the gifts that you have, how can that money be working for you instead of you having to be physically present to work for every dollar that you have? And I'm not gonna pick on Kevin Hart. I'm not. <clears throat> but Kevin Hart just came to Chicago and those tickets was about 80 some odd bucks. Okay, something like that. So close to 100 bucks, cause you know how Ticketmaster is. Like by the time you get done paying fees and all that other type of stuff, you know, it was close to 100 bucks. Let me tell you about $100, okay? Also for two tickets, because who goes by themselves, okay? So for two tickets, let's say 200 bucks. That money, that same money that was spent on a Kevin Hart ticket could produce a five-figure return. How do I know that? Because that $99 microphone that I was telling you about, and a $99 program in the Mac store, app store called ScreenFlow. What ScreenFlow does is it records everything that's on my screen. And so I can create a PowerPoint like this one. I can talk through it like I'm talking right now. And then I can save it as a movie file. And when I package that up, I can turn that into an online class. How do you know that? Because I've done it. Last year, I created a class called Jingle, okay? Strategies to get people to monetize and make more money in their business using those two items. That $99 microphone and that $99 program in the app store called ScreenFlow. How much money did I make? $10,000. How much money is Kevin Hart paying me? Not a dime, okay? And that's just real talk. That's what I'm talking about. What are you doing with what you have right now? Okay? So a lot of times we talk about we don't have money. When you're an entrepreneur, you create money. When you're an entrepreneur, you're never out of money. It's really just a matter of what are you going to do to create that next level of revenue? And so at any given time, what's keeping you from writing curriculum? What's keeping you from, heck, you could have a, a private class coaching session on Periscope. Say, look, $75, limited to 10 people. Have a special Periscope session where people can live stream from anywhere and $750 later, what? What you doing with, with, the, with what you have right now? So when you're talking about, I wanna, be, I wanna be in charge of a lot of things, what you doing with the little things that you have right now? <sighs> Abundance. So in order for us to get there, we have to stop self-sabotaging. Self-sabotage is real. It's real, okay? Every time, I kid you not, every single time, I'm like, all right, this Monday, I'm gonna be on my probiotics, I'm gonna drink more water, I'm gonna be like this healthier lifestyle. And then that's when somebody's birthday come up and it's like, hey, we brought donuts that are on the counter. And I'm like, mm, self-sabotage is real, okay? And it may not be donuts, but you have a version of a donut in your life, it might be Bay. Bay might have to be on hold for a minute, like look, we need to eat. 
I'm gonna holler at you in about six months. Just wait for me. <laughs> and go get on your, and go be about your business, okay? Like stop self-sabotaging. Stop jumping from project to project. Some of us are notorious, notorious. Okay, so this week I'm gonna be doing this. Mm, two weeks later. Okay, so here's my new plan. Mm, okay, so check it. This is what we gonna be about. Stop jumping from project to project, okay? You can't gain traction, okay, jumping from one thing to the next thing. Focus stands for follow one course until successful, okay? Get some traction, stay there, okay? Stop jumping from, from one thing to the next thing because it's not happening fast enough for you. Employ some sweat equity. Y'all know what sweat equity is? Well, my mama used to call it elbow grease, <laughs> okay? Elbow grease, put in the work. So it's gonna be some late nights and some early mornings, okay? But that's what it takes. You know, a lot of people kind of look at, at, at other people like, oh, you're an overnight success. Overnight successes take about 10 years, okay? Um, they, don't, they don't start that way. And I'm gonna tell you to value your time like you value your money. Some of you, I mean, I would like to think that if you had, you know, money in your pocket and you kept losing it, after a while, I would like to think you would check this, like, is there a hole in this pocket? Like, what's going on? Some of you, time-wise, there's a hole in your pocket. Something is draining your time. Something is, is taking you out of your core set of, of, of activities that are going to produce money for you, okay? Um, and last but certainly not least, you have to sow into people. While you're building your business, make sure you build other people because those people will build your business. Build people, sow into them, encourage them, let them know, okay, that, that, that they can do what they're doing. That's why I'm happy to have the new Chicago in here today because that's exactly what they're about. They're about sowing into other people. And when you plant those seeds, they will always come back to you. I can definitely say that the top takeaway that I took from this pod class was the stop self-sabotaging. And that applies to so many aspects of my life from personal to professional because of course a lot of women were trying to become healthier and everything like that. We're gonna be like, all right, I'm gonna go on this diet. I'm about to drink so much water. But like you said, it'll be something like, oh, it's your friend's birthday. We're going out to dinner. And you're like, oh shoot, like what's going on? And it's just that self-discipline that you need to have both personally and professionally when it applies to uh, the different projects that you take on. If you're really putting in that time or if you're being lazy about it, and if you were to just put in that extra hour or that extra couple of dollars in order to, uh, I guess, achieve what you wanted to, but you just put it off and now you're sitting there like, well, if I would have done it, I would have been to the level I needed to be at and I just got to start from square one again. So it's just that self-sabotaging that you just have to keep telling yourself to keep pushing forward and not to uh, sweat the small things. I appreciate that. The thing is, is that nothing worth having comes without sacrifice, and we don't think about that sometimes that means people. Hmm. Sometimes that means people, okay? Um, I can tell you that, you know, I had a crew in high school, many deviant activities that we engaged <laughs> in together, um, but you know, my activities caught up with me, and when they did, and I got a letter in the mail from Northern Illinois University saying that I could go on scholarship. 
I was like, Dasavadanya, and I kid you not to this day. So all these years later, I'm still the only person within that crew that has their degree, still. So sometimes those sacrifices that have to be made, sometimes they are people. One more person. Um, for me, with my entrepreneurial endeavors, I believe just the employee sweat equity. Um, I don't think there's no other thing but straight hustle into what you want to do and full speed, going full speed. And I think that's a lot with what you said. You know, even with self-sabotaging uh, or jumping from project to project, that doesn't allow you to focus in and lock in and go full speed at one thing that you're trying to get done and accomplish. Um, I've come to realize that once I lock in and do that, and go, like, you know, I've been doing some things and we're just, you know, my partner right here, we'll just get up and go to wherever we need to make something happen. Like, we're knocking at, we don't have an appointment, we coming in anyway, you know, we calling the phones and every time, and this is for anybody that's listening, I think every time that we have got up and just punched the clock and went to wherever we need to go and call and did what we have to do, something successful happened, you know, something amazing happened. But I, I truly believe, you know, um, you reap what you sow, and if you reap what you sow, and if you're going out and you hustling and trying to make stuff happen, good stuff will happen to you. You know, good stuff will come to you. So, I appreciate that, and and let me tell you why. Because some of us, you know, president company included, are introverts. Nobody believes that about me. Because when the lights come on, you know, like okay, Dr. Shante puts on the show. And the thing is, is that sometimes we are too in our feelings. Is that what y'all call it? We in our feelings. Um, and we're like, but I don't want them looking at me like, and I don't want them to say this about me. And I don't, um, try paying bills with your feelings. Okay, try, try paying Verizon with your emotions. Okay, and let me know how that works out. But I'm shy. Okay, try paying a mortgage with your shyness. Okay. Um, because I had a client tell me, you know I don't like being in front of the camera. I said, you like eating? You like where you live? Okay, you know, it, it, it's all about, you know, as he said, you know, knocking on those doors, you know, going out there hustling, not, punching, that, punching your clock. Because here's the thing, you're gonna work hard regardless. Okay, for those of you that have a, a job right now, you working hard for somebody, so why would you work harder for somebody else and not do it for yourself? So thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode. If you have shout outs, comments, questions, you guys know that you can always hit me at Dr. Shante Says. Um, and all of these will be in the show notes, all of our references, where you can find the new Chicago and find out what they're gonna be doing next in the city. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for watching and listening Branding for Believers. You can get all of today's show notes at brandingforbelievers.com and you can follow Dr. Shante on Twitter and Instagram at Dr. Shante Says. And don't forget to tune in for the next episode. So why is it so hard for us to make decisions sometimes? Especially when it comes to our business. There are some things, you know, where we know it, we got it, we good. But for some of us, it's hard to make decisions. Um, and not just about our business, sometimes we're indecisive about everything. Somebody asks you, you know, you hungry? Yeah, I could go for something to eat. What you want to eat? <laughs> hmm. And it's like a deer caught in the headlights. Like you can't figure it out. You don't know. Like you know you want something, but you don't quite know what. And for some people, you know, it's just a struggle. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening.